0: (laughs) Take my hand and follow me into the darkness of horror film reviews and real tales of the paranormal. I'm Mr. Steve, and welcome to my horror section. In 1999, The Blair Witch Project hit the movie theaters like a missile and scared the hell out of everyone. Before we get into the nitty-gritty about what made that film and its sequel "Blair Witch," so terrifying, I wanted to share with you a couple of spooky Michigan legends. I feel it is kind of appropriate for this episode, as the Blair Witch was built as a local legend as well. Have you ever heard of the Michigan Dogman? No? Yes. Ah The Michigan Dogman or Michigan werewolf was first sighted back in 1887 in Wexford County it is known to hang out around the Manistee River which is in Michigan's northwest lower peninsula funny thing i was just shown that river by a dear friend of mine i had no idea we could have been being stalked by a werewolf i shall go back and investigate someday The original story is that two lumberjacks caught a glimpse of something that had the body of a man but the head of a wolf or dog. There is also a story from a man in 1937 that was set upon by a group of five wild dogs near the Muskegon River. He fired his gun and and was able to scare all off but one. The one that remained looked a lot bigger than the rest and it reportedly sat up on two legs and just glared at him. (coughs) Fast forward to more recent times. A woman in Battle Creek reported that she was driving down a country road one night in the year 2000 when she noticed a mangy-looking dog-like creature near the side of the road. It was far enough in front of her that she was able to slow down as it started to cross the road. When it got to the other side, it stood up on its hind legs and peered back at the woman. Not something your typical canine would do. For good reason, this gave her a good scare and she put the pedal down and got out of there. To this day, there has been no definitive evidence brought forward of the dogman. However, that could be because the remains could possibly be mistaken for just a large canine. Another Michigan legend surrounding a very popular hangout spot is the Torch Lake Monster. There are those that describe it as a sea panther. It has the body of a large lizard with the head of a mountain lion. A song was written describing it as having one eye brown and one eye blue, and its body covered in green slime. It's rumored to live in the deepest part of the lake that stretches down to depths of 285 feet. As with any body of water, you unfortunately have reports of drownings. There have been reports of bodies being washed up on shore with no explanation of what exactly happened. One possible explanation of the creature could be due to the presence of 50-pound muskies that live in Torch Lake. A fish that big surfacing from time to time could easily be mistaken for a sea panther. When I have some free time, these are two local legends I would love to investigate. I believe that almost anything is possible. Even the possibility of creatures out there that we have not discovered yet. While humanity has made incredible scientific strides in the last century, there is still a lot on this earth that we don't fully understand. So I'm not so quick to dismiss when someone says they saw Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or things like that, because why would they put themselves in a position to be scrutinized based off of a lie? If I seen something that without a shadow of a doubt was real, you can bet I'd be that person out there telling my story just like I kind of do now with my little podcast here. (laughs) Anywho, on to the film or films of this episode, The Blair Witch Project. The paranormal investigation of the Blair Witch led three poor teenagers into the forest near Burkittsville, Maryland. They were never seen again but footage from their camcorder has been recovered for all to see the horrors that they endured from stepping into the domain of the Blair Witch. (laughs) I would have been about 15 when this movie came out, and I, like so many others, bought into the idea that this was a real-life found-footage film. All I can say is bravo. Very well done and convincing. I was quite saddened, actually, when I learned that this was all complete fiction. I mean, I'm happy the actors are alive and living happily ever after, but come on, man. Just some crazy shit, man. Why couldn't it be real? It made it a hundred times more frightening. And see, that is the ticket right there. When we think something is real in the world of horror, it takes the anxiety and fear and sends it through the roof. What sold it for me was the documentary that accompanied the film that talked about the history of the Blair Witch. It was complete with a well-thought-out backstory and even had interviews with local townspeople and everything. It was very convincing. The story of the Blair Witch to me seems to be very much rooted in the classic tales of the old witch living deep in the forest, waiting for their victims to enter their world. Reminiscence of... Hansel and Gretel's witch, Baba Yaga from Russian Folktale, Madame Mim even from The Sword and the Stone, the Sanderson sisters of Hocus Pocus, and even the witch that had no name in the 2015 film Witch, all shared that stereotype of the old hag in the woods. So where did that originate? I think the best answer to that would have to be the connection that witches have to the natural world. What better place for them to live than in the heart of the forest where the power of nature is at its peak? In the forest, you see the process of life, death, and rebirth in its purest form, especially if the forest is located where all seasons are felt in force. The term pagan, where witches were most commonly associated with, actually translates to the Latin paganus, Meaning a villager, rustic, civilian, or countryside dweller. So, an old rustic villager living in the countryside woods kind of fits the mold pretty well. If you haven't already seen the film, I'll give you a brief summary. Three college students are doing a documentary of the local legend of the Blair Witch. After interviewing the locals, they hear the story of a hermit that used to lure children to a house deep in the forest where they would be killed in the basement while one of the children would stand in the corner of the room with his or her back turned to the others. In 1888, a young girl made it out of the woods and ranted about an old woman in the woods whose feet never touched the ground. (gasps) After gathering what information they could, the three students headed off into the forest. Well, you're not going to believe this, but they got lost. It was as if the forest was shifting around, to make them feel like they were walking in circles. Time after time they ended up in familiar spots and getting increasingly frustrated. We watch as they struggle to keep their heads and try not to turn on each other. And as if the feeling of being lost wasn't anxiety inducing enough, now they get the feeling that they are not alone out there. Strange wooden dolls tied together with sticks and string start appearing outside their tents every morning. They hear strange sounds outside their tents every night, footsteps and twigs breaking. The activity elevates as the time goes on. Eventually one of their crew goes missing, leaving Heather and Mike to find their friend Josh. After a terrifying evening encounter with an unseen witch, the two survivors find the old house in the middle of the woods. They frantically make their way inside and get separated. The film ends in the basement, Heather screaming. The camera pointed at Mike standing in the corner. Ah! Heather is attacked from behind. The camera falls to the ground and the credits roll. What made this film so scary to me was the unseen and the overall setting of the situation. Being lost in the woods can be very unsettling. I've been in that position and it doesn't feel good. I wasn't lost for days by any means, but long enough to get me a little anxious. And I love that you never see the Blair Witch in this film. We only get to see her in our imagination, which, as we know, can make things way more scary. The other element that stood out to me was watching the three of them lose their cool. The situation they were in was scary enough in itself, but their lack of being able to band together gave the film an even more uneasy feel. So I decided to bypass the sequel that was done in 2000 called The Book of Shadows. I've never seen it and after watching the trailer for it, I decided I'm actually okay with that. Uh, However, I did watch the 2016 film titled Blair Witch. This is the direct sequel to the original, and I felt it was a pretty decent horror film. In 2014, James Donahue, brother of Heather from the original film, finds a YouTube video showing another investigation into the Blair Witch house. In the chaos, you see a blip of a face on the screen that would appear to be his missing sister, Heather. So James and a small group of his friends set out into the forest to try and find her. The film from this point is pretty much the same as the first one, entrapped in the forest with no way out, being stalked by an unseen presence, yada yada yada. Only in this film, the budget was a little bit bigger. So you get some jarring special effects that cause a little jaw droppage for me. Now, this movie is also filmed in the found footage style, so you're not expecting much in the way of special effects, which is why they kind of shock you when they do happen. (coughs) So you're watching these poor kids lost in the woods, and all of a sudden, one of them gets just snatched straight up in the air. (coughs) Then, once they have found the house in the forest, you get to see glimpses of this wicked, almost alien-looking humanoid coming after these kids. And it is scary. Now, I assume that this is the Blair Witch, or possibly a creature summoned by her? It's never made perfectly clear in the film. It's creepy as hell either way. The last ten minutes of this film are absolutely terrifying. Overall, I really enjoyed both films. Uh, The original set a new standard going forward for found footage films. And you have to wonder, if there are real paranormal hunters who have gone out to investigate claims and have just vanished. It is certainly possible, and I am willing to bet that it has happened. Especially when the paranormal claims take place in the heart of a forest, or any remote location. That's why if you're going to investigate these things, you need to make sure that you tell someone where you're going to be. Never go alone and don't be reckless. Protect yourself, be safe, and if your gut is telling you to stop and turn around, don't ignore it. Alright, that wraps this episode up. On my next show, I want to take some time to talk a little bit about four of my favorite paranormal reality TV shows. The Dead Files, Ghost Adventures, Paranormal Caught on Camera, and Destination Fear. These shows have all brought forward irrefutable evidence of the existence of the paranormal, and I feel that they deserve a shout out. So I'll leave you with this quote. When things seem especially rough, just ask yourself, did I shit my pants today? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, then you are doing all right. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and see you next time. Steve's Horror Section is an independently produced podcast. If you would like to become a supporter of the show, you can visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash steveshorrorsection. The music and sound effects on my show are provided by epidemicsound.com.